Hello there, welcome to the Kingdom Influencers Global Podcast. This session focuses on your being equipped to be spiritually mature and relevant in your God-ordained field to the end that you will fulfill his agenda in your sphere of influence. Brace up to receive this life-changing message. God bless you. The spheres of existence, the spheres of existence. This is what we have been looking at for for the past few weeks. This is the third episode on this very subject, the spheres of existence. And we we would would bring down the curtain on, on this very topic. Is very serious today. I know you're definitely gonna learn something today. Most definitely, you will. Uh, a quick recap: You know, we talked about the mountain of media last week, the mountain of government, and then the mountain of education. We said that media refers to the news outlets that report and establish the news, and the fact that they can create the news and therein lies the power of the media we also said that they have that tendency of promulgating fear terror and lies and as a kingdom representative it's not supposed to be so there's a way to communicate news and uh, we looked at how jesus christ communicated his disregard for for the church in Ephesus in the book of Revelation. You know, we explained that last week. And then the mountain of government. Government refers to political institutions that rule the land. And we said that we need practicing Christians and not just confessing Christians to take over the mountain of government. And if you're going to be a practicing Christian, it would mean that you should be knowledgeable of God's word and be a doer thereof. Not just say... You know, that I'm a Christian. Oh, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Because we've had quite a number of Christians who got into the position of power and unconsciously became puppets in the hands of the devil in the propagation of his own agenda. And they found out that they could have done a whole lot. Uh, they could have done a whole lot. They, they usually come to this realization when they are no longer in power. When they are no longer in power. So we need practicing Christians. Kingdom ambassadors indeed. We also talked about education. The mountain of education. Instead education is knowledge or skill obtained. Or developed by a learning process. Now there's a way being knowledgeable can make you proud. And neglect the person of God. And to declare that there is no such thing as God. Or magnifying men as God. So that's where we have the atheism and then humanism. I also talked about liberalism being the political cover for both humanism and then atheism. I explained why. And I said it's because one can theoretically believe in God without having to accept any of his standards. So that's liberalism. Yes, there is God, but there's no need for me to accept his standards. Uh, or his standards are a kick. We are in a modern world. I don't have to embrace God's standards and God's standards uh, do not age they are ageless 
though ancients they are ageless and more modern than anything modern in this world god does not reduce his standards for any generation it doesn't matter who is represented in that generation god never god never lowers his standards so we talked about that today we're going to look at the final four and the first is mountain of economy the mountain of economy now economy is a system of production distribution and consumption a system of production distribution and then consumption and then consumption or we could also say that it is the efficient use of resources the efficient use of resources as a matter of fact presidents and world leaders are usually elected and or ejected over the issue of how they've handled the national economy now this brings to mind joseph in in the book of genesis one of the 12 sons of of jacob we are told that he was in prison and one reason why he came out of prison was because he offered to help out with this issue of economy potiphar the king of egypt had a dream he didn't have an understanding and joseph was given that opportunity that privilege to explain what it meant and it had to do with economy it had to do with a system of production you know because there, were, there was going to be a time of plenty and then a time of famine so he needed and he actually had the strategy to create a balance between production distribution and consumption first during the season of abundance and then later on in the season of famine so that is why or one of the reasons why joseph was selected or elected to be prime minister in the then world in egypt then that's joseph and and what he did was as a result of his relationship with god his relationship with god there's no record that he read uh any management book or any book on management when he was in prison or when he was with with his 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 father and his brothers he may have learned a thing or two you know, you know when he was in potiphar's in potiphar's house he was made uh came over everything that potiphar owned he was he was a leader of all the servants he was leader of all the servants and then now he he's in prison pharaoh asks for him and then he's able to by the spirit of god review what is supposed to be done he gave pharaoh the king of egypt pharaoh the king of egypt the strategy to handle the time or the season of abundance and then the season of famine and you realize that he was in prison one day and then the following day he was prime minister of course he wasn't in prison for a day but then he didn't even know when it was time for his elevation regarding economy is he god's agenda in this end time requires a lot of wealth a lot of wealth and many are being raised by god many are being raised by god to be very wealthy not because of personal gratification no but be, because of the of, of of the agenda god's agenda god's kingdom agenda god's kingdom of agenda now it is possible that as it stands those who are being raised to be kingdom 
financiers may not even have a car they may not have anything uh, as it were but then God is raising them working on their hearts because you know like like Joseph God had to work on him God had to work on me on him he kept his composure while he was going through all of those tough seasons and then when the time for elevation came within a split second everything about him changed everything about him changed and when he was prime minister he didn't relent on his relationship with God because God had his heart so one of the vital components that would qualify an individual to be a kingdom financier in this end time one who would be able to finance the agenda of God as it were is that that individual must give his heart to the Lord and by that I'm not talking about being born again to be born again you receive the life of God but then when I talk about giving your heart to the Lord I'm talking about your 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 releasing everything to him where God speaks and then you respond immediately even if what he says to you isn't favorable or pleasant at the moment Bible says my son give me your heart and let your eyes observe my ways that's in the book of Proverbs my son give me your heart so that's one of the traits actually to take any of these mountains to represent God rightly in any of these mountains God must have your heart God must have your you must consciously give him your heart and your heart represents everything that uh, is, is termed value to you anything that represents your value anything that represents your security God said give it to me I want to be your focus I want to be your focus so in the mountain of economy of business we're not just talking about you having a side business that is wonderful we have people who have been called onto this mountain and it has very little to do with having a side business having a side business is likened to or is is in line with with um with streams of income streams of income and that's wonderful if you have side businesses and uh they they, they are streams of income that's great that's great but in the mountain of economy we are talking about a bigger agenda a bigger vision a bigger vision there is no record in bible that joseph had other streams of income no he was in prison and then the next day he was prime minister he was prime minister no other streams of income as it were am i encouraging you're not involving yourself in businesses no that's not what i'm saying but i'm saying that to be on this mountain of economy you must be called there and it is beyond having a side business it is beyond your being involved in business it is beyond that it is a call just like being a pastor is a call being on the mountain of economy is a call it's a call glory to god and again it is beyond your having enough money to take care of your personal needs it's beyond that it's beyond that amen now let's move on quickly to the mountain of religion mountain of religion you know i said that the body of christ for for more than a millennium has focused on a particular mountain and this is the mountain i'm talking about now Religion is the service and worship of God or the supernatural. No. Christianity is not a religion. It is not a religion now. But for the sake of this teaching, to help in um, in what I'm, I'm going to describe, 
I will liken it to a religion. But note, Christianity is not a religion. It is a life. It is a life. The divine life having expression through a human being. Now, there are four great religions on the earth. Four great religions. First is Christianity. I said Christianity is not a religion. I am just um, including it because of the explanation I want to give. So, that's, that's, statistically, uh, we have about 2.1 billion people on the face of the earth who are Christians. And then Islam, that's 1.2. Hinduism, that's 900 million. Buddhism, 394 million. These are the four great religions on the earth. On the earth. Let me again say Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is not a religion. Now, if we have 1.2 billion Muslims and 900 million practicing uh, practicing Hinduism and then those in Buddhism, 394 million, that means we've got lots of work to do. Lots of work to do. Now, usually, or let me put it this way, most of these people who aren't Christians are scattered all over these various mountains of influence. Scattered all over. Scattered all over. And we have a responsibility to rise to to positions of notoriety and whatever sphere of influence God's placed you so that we win such people. So that we win such people. Now, in the mountain of religion, it is evident that people do have reverence for God. They have reverence for God. They have reverence for the supernatural. Only what they believe in may not be right. They may not believe in Jesus Christ our Lord. And that is why we preach the gospel of salvation so that they would come to the saving knowledge of God. The Bible says that we got to preach. If these people would believe and call upon the name of the Lord, there's got to be a preacher. The preacher has got to be sent. So that when they hear, they would believe and then they will call upon the name of the Lord. They will call upon the name of the Lord. We have a responsibility as a body of Christ to do that. We are supposed to do that. We are supposed to do that. But beyond, beyond our conventional preaching, as it were, we need to also make sure that these spheres of existence are taken by kingdom ambassadors, kingdom representatives. Again, not just confessing Christians. Not just confessing Christians. I wouldn't talk so much on the mountain of religion because a whole lot is done within the four walls of the classroom or the four walls of the church. The four walls of the church. So that's the mountain of religion. And Christians have a responsibility to win many more Win, win many more into the into the into the kingdom into Christianity. We have that responsibility to do that. We have that responsibility to do that. And I'm sure uh, the numbers aren't so anymore. But then statistically, what I got that's that's what I I I just lay down to you. Now let's move on to the sixth one, which is the mountain of celebrations, or the mountain of celebration. It's also the mountain of art and entertainment. Now, the mountain of celebration includes art, music, sports, fashion, entertainment, and every other way we celebrate and enjoy life. So, arts, music, sports, entertainment, the movie industry is a part of the mountain of of celebration, entertainment, you know, every other way we celebrate and then enjoy life. Every other way. 
every other way. You know, there are those who have the calling into music and they limit themselves to singing just in church when there are many, many out there who need to hear their songs and then be changed. You may start out in singing in church, but don't end there. You may start out singing there, but do not end there. Do not end there. We have also those who have a call into fashion. A call into fashion. And God needs people with uh, ideas, creative ideas, to, to produce designs that bring glory to God. That bring glory to God. And keep, and keep the whole world in awe. Mesmerize the world with awesome, awesome ideas, creative ideas, creative ideas. And then with, with um, those in the movie industry, actors and then actresses, you know, a friend of mine talked to me one time and then she said when she was younger, she wanted to be an actress. She told, she told um, her father about it, who was a Christian or who is a Christian. And then the father said that, hey. Acting is for prostitutes. Acting is for prostitutes. And because of that indoctrination, she didn't pursue that career. She didn't no more. She didn't no more. So you may be listening to me. You have um, a call into this very mountain. And this, this is a very tricky mountain. And so you should be well grounded in the word of God. Why? Because if you are entertaining people, the tendency of... of um, Doing what they ask you to do is very high. But then if you are in this mountain, you are supposed to do what God says to do for the people. You represent you represent to the people who God is. You are God's representative to the people. So it's not about what they want you to do or what they ask you to do. It's about what God is asking you to do for them as far as his agenda is concerned. See, you've been hearing me say agenda, 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 agenda. It's, it's because there's indeed a bigger picture. Whatever you've been called to do, there is a bigger picture. There's a bigger picture. It's all for the kingdom. If it is not for the kingdom, it's not worth it. If it's not for the kingdom, it's not worth it. If it's not for the kingdom, it's not worth it. All right, so, so have this in mind. Have this in mind. I'll, I'll read a, a scripture quickly. Before that, um, there's this story I heard about a professional American footballer. You know, American football. I'm not talking about soccer. He belonged to a particular team that wasn't doing so well. And uh, you know, usually when they go to play foot football, the American football, when they have a game, you see these uh, players with eye black. You know. Eye black. There's there's this sort of a painting under their eye. People usually write uh, the the streets they come from over there. You know, on the eye black, others write the names of their mothers, their fathers, or someone who motivates them. Now, there was this this individual who was contemplating, what do I write under my eye? And then he he said, okay, Philippians four thirteen. So. It was Phil 4.13. That was a scripture. That was a scripture. And the scripture says, I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. Now, before every game, they would, you know, recite or say the Lord's Prayer. 
and uh, it got them to the finals. All right, it got them to the finals. And before the final, he felt the urge to change the field for 13 Philippians 4:13. He told his coach about it. His coach said, "You better not change it because this is what got us to the finals. We don't want to lose the finals." And he says, "Well, I still feel I need to change it." And he was contemplating, "What, what, what do I replace Philippians 4:13 with?" And then he replaced it with John 3:16. You know, just John 3.16. You know what's there? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And uh, they played the game, eventually won. Now, after the game, after the game, his coach walked up to him because he had a conversation with someone else. Now, his coach walked up to him and said that something happened, something marvelous happened when the game was ongoing. Now, what was it? He said that during the game, over 94 million people Googled John 3.16. 94 million. Over 94 million people Googled John 3.16. And the reason for their doing that was because they saw it. They saw it on, on the skin of one of the best uh, American professional footballers. It was during the game. Now, this individual wasn't with a microphone preaching, give your life to Christ, or saying, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world, you must, you know, you must believe in him and all of that. No, he was just playing football. Now, football, American football, sports, that's on the mountain of celebration, mountain of art and entertainment. By his playing football and with that inscription, 94 million people were inspired to go check out what John 3, 16 is all about. Now, I do not know how many people got saved by reason of their checking this very scripture. But then it tells us something. That this conventional way of preaching has done a lot already. But a whole lot can be done if we all subscribe to the leading of the Spirit. If you have a call into this mountain of influence, don't force yourself to become an apostle. Just be there expressing the creativity of God. Just be there. Just like this individual did. Just like this footballer did. That's what he did. 94 million people. Do you know the number of people or the number of times you would have to meet as a preacher? You know the number of times you have to meet in order to get 94 million people listening to you? The number of times? I know recently... My, my role model, one of my role models in ministry, Pastor Chris, had an online meeting and uh, over 4 billion people were connected. The first time it's ever happened in the whole world. Over 4 billion people. Another time it was about 5 billion people. Over 5 billion people. Now, aside that, or up until then, up until then it was never the case. But 94 million during one game. During one game. See what we can do. We can do for our king. We can do for our master. If we stay where he has positioned us. If we stay where he has positioned us. I was chatting with a friend and then I told him, it's about time we, as the body of Christ, sponsored um, movies, the making of movies. Because the production of movies costs millions of dollars. You know, usually the conventional way of giving is when there's a crusade, when there's an outreach, when there's a devotional guide, when there's a program, give towards it. That's in the body of Christ. That's within the four walls of the, of the church. That's wonderful. We are supposed to continue doing that. But it's about time many rose up. 
to say okay we are gathering you are a producer a movie producer we are in the body of christ just as you are whatever ideas you have regarding movies we are going to help or we're going to support we're going to support with so so and so millions of dollars every movie you produce we are going to be the ones to pay for it and when people watch these movies they are definitely going to give their life to christ but they're going to be inspired and all of that and i was telling him that it's about time people watch movies and then god filled with the holy spirit we don't have to wait for a preacher to get us filled with the holy spirit by just watching a movie we should be filled with the holy spirit by just watching a movie somebody should be born again you know in music there are those who listen to music and then they are filled with the holy spirit it happens they listen to music and then they are born again so movies we are supposed to do that someone should see your design as a as 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 a, as a fashion designer and and wonder where do you get your designs from unfortunately we have people in the body of Christ copying those in the world the designs the designs the world produces that's the same designs that Christians are producing instead of waiting on God to receive designs from God they are copying every other, every other person and so if you are in this mountain um make sure make sure you really stay with god stay with god no it is in this mountain of celebration that we have creativity you know this is where creativity shows up and creativity is extremely important to god extremely important to god let me quickly read the scripture exodus chapter 31 verse 2 to 6 you know god instructed moses to to build a tabernacle and all of that and in Exodus chapter 31 verse 2 downwards he says look i have specifically chosen bezalel son of uri grandson of her of the tribe of judah i have filled him with the spirit of god giving him great wisdom ability and expertise in all kinds of crafts he is a master craftsman expert in working in gold silver and bronze he is skilled in engraving and mounting gemstones and in the carving of wood he is a master at every craft and i have personally appointed oholiab son of ahisamak of the tribe of dan to be his assistant moreover i have given special skill to all skill to all the gifted craftsmen so they can make all the things that i have commanded you to make so this creativity is a product of the spirit of god he says i have filled him with the spirit of god i have filled him with the spirit of god and then in verse 2 he says i have specifically chosen bezalel so those in this very mountain of influence are chosen by god to be there they are chosen by god to be there and being there is not enough you need to be filled with the spirit of god you need wisdom stay with god stay with god it's important for you to stay with God. Waiting on God is not for an elite group. Waiting on God is not just for men and women of God. Waiting on God is for every Christian. Every Christian. Wait on God to receive divine ideas. Wait on God. Wait on God. Glory to God. And then finally in the mountain of family, that's the seventh one. The mountain of family. You know, family refers to parents and their children parents and their children the first god ordained institution from whence we should know god is the family and not the church is a family where you were supposed to be taught god as a baby as a child growing up it's the family and not necessarily church 
But this is the case, there are certain families that do not know God and so God now has to send them to churches or send individuals to them so as to communicate the gospel of the kingdom and the gospel of salvation to them so as to be saved. But then as per God's plan, as per God's idea, the family is where they should know God. And by looking at the union between their father and their mother, they are supposed to understand the mystery of the union between Jesus Christ and his bride, which is a church, which is a church. That's where they're supposed to learn these things. That's what they're supposed to learn these things. You know, we, we, we hear about homosexuality, gayism, and all of that lesbianism, uh, and all of that, you know, LGBTQ. Now, these people come from families. They come from families, and families do have a responsibility to train their children in accordance with the principles of the kingdom. I should know God even if I do not go to the church. As long as I belong to a family, I should be able to know God. That's, that's how it's supposed to be. That's how it's supposed to be. When God made Adam and Eve, you know, that was a family. They gave birth to children. As at that time, there was no such thing as church because man had not yet fallen. Church came into existence because man fell. So they knew God even before they fell. Even before they fell. Usually, parents push the responsibility of teaching their children, training up their children. Push, they push that responsibility to their teachers in school and then to their pastors and all of that. And then they neglect their own responsibility in the lives of their children. In the lives of their children. It's, it's, it's not just about providing for their basic needs, providing food, water, shelter. That you were supposed to do as, as parents. You're supposed to do that as parents. As a family, you're supposed to provide for, for the new ones in the family. You're supposed to do that. But more than that, you are supposed to train them. You're supposed to train them. Very, very important. You must train them. You know, God said something concerning Abraham. He says, I know Abraham, whatever I've taught him, he's going to teach his children as well. He's going to teach his family as well. And that's how it's supposed to be. The, the family is where God must be taught. Sorry, God must be taught. God must be known in the family. Very important. Very important. That's all I'm going to talk or say about the, the family. That's all I'm going to say about the family. No, scripture actually says that um, concerning John the Baptist, he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children and the heart of the children to their fathers. Lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. That means that if fathers are not in right standing with, with the children, the relationship between them isn't the best, isn't, isn't great. The possibility of they being smitten with a curse is very high. I'm not going to talk so much on that. Now, lastly, so now we've got, we're done with all seven spheres of existence. Lastly, lastly, I want to read a scripture, Joshua chapter 3, verse 3 to 4. I would read um, the King James Version and then the New Living Translation. Verse 3, And they commanded the people, saying, When ye see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priests the Levites bearing it, then ye shall remove from your place and go after it. Verse 4. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which ye must go, for ye have not passed this way 
heretofore. And the New Living Translation says, giving these instructions to the people. When you see the Levitical priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, move out from your positions and follow them. Since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. Stay about half a mile behind them. Now, half a mile there is um, 2,000 cubits. Keeping a clear distance before you and the ark. Make sure you do not come any closer. So, a, a quick description. Joshua was, was to lead the children of Israel through the river Jordan through Jordan and then they were given certain instructions now the priests were supposed to go before them bearing the ark the ark represents the uh, the presence of God the presence of God wherever the ark went the presence of God went and now there was a specific instruction it says there shall be a, sp- a space between you and it about 2,000 cubits now, now this is very prophetic this is very prophetic now. The Ark of the Covenant, the Ark of the Covenant, which represents um, the presence of God, is a typology of Jesus. Is a typology of Jesus. Because the Bible says that in him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Talking about Jesus Christ. In him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Now, when did Jesus Christ come and when did he leave? Jesus Christ left 2,000 years ago. He ascended 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago. And now in this scripture, we are being told that the space between the people, the children of Israel, and then the ark should be 2,000 cubits. 2,000 years. 2,000 cubits. This is very prophetic. Very, very prophetic. And then he said that, now New Living Translation, says, since you have never traveled this way before, they will guide you. What does it mean? They will, what, what does it mean when he said they would guide you? He's talking about the priest holding the the ark he says they are going to guide you and i'm saying that the ark is a typology of the man jesus christ who left two thousand years ago now this is a season where all of these mountains mountains or kingdoms are going to be taken for the lord we have not gone this way before remember verse 4 it says since you have never traveled this way before they will guide you we have not gone this way before the focus for many years for centuries has been the mountain of religion and now we are about taking all of these mountains we have not gone this way before but god by his spirit is inspiring many across the globe many christians many ambassadors of the king of the kingdom we belong to he's inspiring many people training many people many are are, are, are going through the school of the spirit so as to receive the tutelage of the Holy Spirit. And then when they go out there, they launch out taking these mountains for our God. Taking these mountains for our God. We have not gone this way before. We have not gone this way before. What I have shared so far may sound strange. It may sound strange. It is because we have not gone this way before. But this is the time. This is the time. The space between the ark and then the people was 2,000 cubits. The space became between the coming and the ascension of our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, has been, it, it, it's more than 2,000 years. And so this is our time. This is the time to take this territory. This is the time to take these spheres for our king. And I'm so passionate about it because this is God's word to me. And now God's word to you. God's word to you for now.
God's word to you for now. I pray that by the Spirit, wherever God is positioning you, wherever God has called you to, is going to be made clear to you. You wouldn't make a mistake about it. You will find your spot in the mighty name of Jesus and like a mighty army, like a mighty army that will not break their ranks. We will bring glory to our God, our Father, and our King, even in this kingdom age, in this church age, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to the entire message today. If you feel you can bless someone, please join us in spreading the gospel of the kingdom by sharing this audio with others. God bless you.